Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, we interrupt our regularly scheduled podcast to pay tribute to the late, great Denny O'Neill, as Dr. Husband takes his first look at Green Lantern number 76. Cover date, April 1970. Cover price, 15 cents. Cover artist, Neil Adams, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring No Evil Shall Escape My Sight, written by Dennis O'Neill, art by Neil Adams. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Lantern gets woke. That's it. That's the story. Hang on. I'll be right back to show Dr. Husband his first sight of this classic of comics literature. I know that we were supposed to read Jimmy Olsen this week, and I know how much you love Jimmy Olsen. Well, it's like, yeah, it's good. It's a good comic. But I also know how much you love Green Lantern. Yes, I do. And being as how Dennis O'Neill passed away this week. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was a hard blow for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but he is a monumental figure in comics history, particularly as it relates to DC Comics and Green Lantern. Also pretty much formed uh the character of batman as we know him today oh really yes okay he uh came along after the batman tv show ended Mm -hmm. and uh revitalized batman and made him more of a lone avenging figure of the night as we know him today and got rid of a lot of the silliness made the joker a homicidal maniac again as he was in the 1930s oh okay you know stuff like that sure sure um so he really did, like, when you say that, I understand how he shaped the modern story. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, since Dennis, we, o- Dennis O'Neill? Dennis O'Neill, Thank yes. A uh, longtime writer for DC Comics. He was the longtime editor of the Batman line. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did some work at Marvel. He wrote Spider-Man and uh, some other things. Edited Daredevil for a while. Oh, was it comic, common for a writer to go back and forth between comic houses? Uh, not... In those days so much, but there was uh, a couple of big name figures that kind of went back and forth in the in the early 70s, late mm-hmm. 60s, early 70s, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of those. He wrote Superman for a while and did a little bit of shaping up of Superman, cleaning up of the mythos. Okay. He uh, wrote a run of Wonder Woman where Wonder Woman lost her powers and became a super spy. Oh. That wasn't so popular it's looked back on fondly but at the time um a lot of female comic fans and older fans of wonder woman were upset because they took her you know, powers away her powers away okay. the most powerful woman in the dc universe and they emasculated her well yes. i mean not literally but you know right yeah. um and yeah so uh we're paying tribute to him this week 
that's great. Just a little interruption. And that dog barks through this whole podcast, I'm going to wring his neck. Well, our neighbors who walk three times a day are walking by right now. They're fast walkers, aren't they? They are fast walkers. Um, maybe you should also talk to the HOA about not allowing people into our cul-de-sac that don't live here. We, have, we live in a cul-de-sac, so there's no through traffic. It's a perfect place to walk. Well, but they come from outside. They, their property backs up to our development. It's their cows that we admire that we see behind our house. Well, exactly. They're cattle people, and oh, we're, and we're we? more of an upscale neighborhood. We don't live in Rocky Marsh Estates. We live in Rocky Marsh Heights. Right. Yes. This side of the street is the Heights. The other side of the, the street is the estate. We live on the top of the slope. <laughs> so uh, we're looking today at Green Lantern number 76, which is the first issue to be cover titled Green Lantern co-starring Green Arrow. The first, as there were more. Oh, there were more, yes. They okay. continue on from this point. Um, since we last saw Green Lantern last week, yes, he uh, asked Carol Ferris to marry him. Okay. She revealed that she was engaged to someone else. Surprise! Wow. Okay. That's a big deal. So he left Coast City. He left uh, his job as a test pilot and entered the exciting world of insurance claims adjustment. Then he. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Then he became a traveling toy salesman. Thank you. I didn't ask you when we were reading this quietly, (laughs) silently in the same room, why he was opening up a box of... uh, Dolls? Of clown clown heads. Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. I thought, I'll just save that question for the podcast. Um, After this point, he then, I think, becomes a truck driver before he eventually returns back to test piloting. Insurance agent... Toy salesman. Uh huh. Not a, a not an agent. Claims adjuster. Insurance claims adjuster. Yes, and you know who else was a famous insurance claims adjuster? John Jones. No, I don't know. Congo Bill. Oh when God! <laughs> when he stopped adventuring in the Congo, he was an insurance claims adjuster. Okay. An, an international insurance. Claims How does one adjuster. go from a cutting edge test pilot to an insurance claims adjuster? To the next stop, which is a traveling toy salesman. I mean, that's... I mean, I think... That's just a step above Tinker. In real life, it was probably like, well, that's not working. Let's try a new job. (laughs) Bob. As if international police cop wasn't exciting enough. Did anyone in your family do any sort of door-to-door sales like Avon or anything like that? Did your mother do anything like that? I don't know. My family did. Not my, during my life, maybe before I was born. My mother and stepfather. My mother did Avon for a while. Uh-huh. And then my stepfather, Tom, well, he's actually my adoptive father, but right. my stepfather, Tom, he sold, they, mother, my mother and, and stepfather sold Cambridge Diet Oh. Powder. Do you remember the Cambridge Diet? I do. Yeah. Good God. Door to door they sold scheme. it? No, they had like, the I don't parties. know. Like parties, whatever, yeah. I don't think those were, they weren't parties to sell things, Rob. Uh, I I don't want to shatter your childhood, but... uh, It was good stuff. um, My mother loved Merle Norman products. Oh, my mother too. But I don't know that they sold those door-to-door. No, they don't, but they had their own, uh, they had their own sort of boutique boutique stores. Yeah. And Merle Norman, good night. That stuff is like paste. My mother put put that on, and I just go. I think, huh? I wonder what her natural skin tone is. Your mother too. Oh, she, she put used, that makeup on. Good lord! But she also used the Miracle cleansing cream, which um, hardens on your face and makes you look like you're a burn victim. <laughs> it's true. But and do you know burns. what I remember most about your mother's cosmetics? What her perfume? Opium. Uh, opium. Mm-hmm. My God, she would. <laughs> do- she wouldn't just you know put a spray on. She would bathe in that stuff. Well, yeah, you can't just. You know, you could smell her coming on Sunday morning. You know, right? I always knew when she's getting ready to go to church. She loved church. Made my eyes water. <laughs> Back to Green Lantern Back and Green to Arrow. Green Lantern and Green Arrow. So Green Arrow also at this time was undergoing a bit of a renaissance. He had been just essentially a Batman knockoff for much of his existence. Crusader for the poor. No, more like a just you know goofy. Had the arrow car and the arrow cave. Oh the, God! Yeah, oh. Um, unmemorable. 
Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, but then he got woke in the 70s, and he grew a beard, got this cool sleeveless outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Danny O'Neill didn't write that story where he got the new costume, but Neil Adams did draw it. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned to you before, Neil Adams, how you might enjoy his artwork. Yes. Was I correct? Yes, you were correct. Good. I usually am. Yeah. Let's dive in, shall we? Let's. By the way, can we just stop at the first page? Yes, with the, the Polaris life-size... nuclear sub. Oh, yes, over I seven feet long. I want a Polaris nuclear sub so badly. I wonder if it's possible to get one of these to put it together as an adult and try to fit into it. I mean, it only cost at the time six ninety eight, six ninety eight, and it's know, big enough for two kids. For two kids, so it's got to be big enough for one human, one full grown human. To be inside, right? I don't know, but look at this. Seven feet long. Mm-hmm. Controls that work. Yeah. Rockets that fire. Uh-huh. Real are they, periscope. Are they nuclear rockets, though? Firing torpedoes. And? Electrically lit instrument panel. That must mean there's a battery inside. I want one so badly. Sturdily constructed of 200-pound test material. What? What's the material? It's cardboard. Are you sure? 200-pound cardboard, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But well, just in case you're wondering why the dog's barking again, it's because the walkers no, are... fast walkers, they, I know. They reach the cul-de-sac and they're running for walking back. There they are. Um, now, six ninety eight. but because of the Polaris sub's giant size, we must ask for 75 cents shipping charges. That's fine. That's minimal. Uh, a minimal uh, investment for hours of fun. I mean, it says hours of fun. You can get it COD. Did you ever order anything COD? I don't remember. I don't think I was allowed to order anything COD. Well, I'm surprised anybody ever was allowed to. You could just order stuff, and then it arrives, and you don't pay for it. What happens right. then? Yeah, somebody had the, they have Polaris subs. Well, we don't have it anymore, obviously, office. because it wasn't profitable. Well, we don't know that. Don't you want a Polaris nuclear sub? Yes. You want me to Google it right now? Yes. Could you get one? Uh, no, don't. I mean, go ahead. But they're going to be on eBay, and they're going to be like hundred dollars or something. I mean, or you don't know that. Yeah. Polaris sub six ninety eight. The real six ninety eight Polaris nuclear sub. What? How much is it? Hold on. Oh, here's a photograph from July of 67. Yeah, it is cardboard. Uh-huh. It looks like it only fits one kid to me. Um, they could be two two small kids. They just sit back to back, though. Oh, there's a photo of one. I haven't seen one on eBay yet. Well, there is a video of a video of the film of it being played with. Really? And there's an unboxing of it. <gasps> Oh, we'll, we'll watch this later. Okay. But the thing is, like, if I were to get this, yeah, right? Yeah. I'd want, I'd want to go through the whole trouble of building it yeah, just to get inside of it and destroy it. Well, I just looked at that Polaroid from 1967. I don't think you would fit inside of it. Maybe we could build it and give it to a kid. Maybe we could just design our own and build it. Like, you mean like grown-up size? Yes. And build it in the garage? Well, we've wanted to put that roller coaster track down the back hill. We could oh make a God Polaris sub roller coaster. How many times have you seen me watching videos of roller coasters? I watch them all the time. I literally never seen you <laughs> watch a video of a roller coaster. You, you have terrible recall. You asked me once. That's re- been established that oh, I can't you remember do. things. You do have terrible recall. Okay, so let's move forward, shall we? Yes. Sorry, listener. For years. Yes. He has been a proud man, he being Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. He has worn the power ring of the Guardians and used it well and never doubted the righteousness of his cause. In the next dozen seconds, which is pretty quick because uh, it doesn't take us a dozen seconds to read this. No. In the next dozen seconds, an event will occur which will signal the end of his grandeur and the beginning of a long torment. There will be no happy ending, for this is not a happy tale, nor a simple one. But what you are about to witness is, perhaps, inevitable. His name, of course, is Green Lantern. And he often vowed, and often he has vowed that no evil shall escape my sight. Bum, bum, bum. He has been fooling himself. He has been fooling himself. We have an awesome shot of Green Lantern flying down the street atop midtown traffic. It's, who's the artist of this? Neil Adams. Neil Adams is such great. I knew it wasn't the one that I usually... Uh, Gil Kane. Gil, Gil, sorry, I don't wish I should write this down. I should have a little list of artists and writers next to me. It's fine. I um, knew it wasn't Gil Kane. Also, a secondary reason I chose this issue instead of a Batman issue 
was because current world events yes uh, which will get into lead right into this right. story unfortunately because this was how long ago 50 years mm. and we're still dealing with the same issues mm. anyway yes you had your hand up yes um i just wanted to uh tell you that i didn't know when this had been drawn uh-huh i did know from the subject material i had an idea but i but at first glance when i was reading through this i thought this was newer than it was yeah well neil adams uh is still working today mm-hmm. he uh his style hasn't changed appreciably in the past 50 years, it, I would it, say. It's just very, it looks very current. Um, prior to this issue, he did a lot of covers for DC Comics. Okay. And it was always, and even in the 70s, he was doing lots of covers when I was starting to read okay. superhero comics. And it was always such a disappointment when there would be a great Neil Adams cover and then you'd open it up and it would be like, I don't know. Don Heck or somebody drawing the inside. Watch it. Well, I can't. Uh, somebody out there likes Don Heck, but it's not me. Uh, well, this is a great... Uh, the artwork in here is fantastic. Yes. So Green Lantern has uh, arrived in Star City, where he's going to visit his friend Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to this, I don't know that Green Lantern and Green Arrow had been established friends, actually. Before this issue. Well, we they know mean, that they will continue to be friends later right. on because I've read um, modern editions of Green Lantern and he, there's a whole Green Arrow, Green, Green, Green Lantern continuing story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they had uh, been in the Justice League together, of course. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that they had a, an established close friendship, unlike, say, Green Lantern and Flash, who were very, very good friends. Okay. Um. So Green, Air, or Green Lantern has come to Star City, home of Green Arrow, because Green Arrow's been bugged lately. Bothered. Bothered. Not, not actually bugged. Well, it says, it says bugged. I know it does, but they don't really mean that. Like, but know. I don't know about what, but I'm in the area selling toys, <laughs> so I might as well look him up. Drop in on my old buddy. Where he sees a young punk attacking an older gentleman in a suit and tie. We don't like your kind around here, fatso. <laughs> now that's an affront I couldn't stand. Of course you could. I'd call the police too. Right. Um, yeah, so this bunch of young Turks push this man down to the pavement. Right on his backside. Green Lantern, of course, goes after the punks. Of course, I knew right away that something was up. Why? Because of the cover you know, yeah. and just the fact that Green Lantern had to learn a lesson. I, I, like, right on the first page, I knew that he was making a mistake. He was making assumptions about who was good and who was who was right and who was wrong. Right, and that he was making an incorrect assumption. So, uh, Green Lantern always fighting on the side of law and order, uh, encases the punk in a spinning top. Nice reference to his toy salesman career, mm-hmm. and uh, then locks him in a green energy cage ready to take him down to the police headquarters and then i guess he just sends him away because he said i'll be there in a few minutes to um to prefer prefer charges charges." yeah so with his mind off the 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 ring and does it does the cage still stay i don't know so one time you remember when the role of green lantern was taken over by kyle rayner yes well so there was one story where Kyle used his ring to make uh, prosthetic legs for someone. And I guess the legs stayed in place as long as the ring was charged. But when the ring lost charge, the legs went away. Which would be terrible if you were in like a race or driving a car. Yeah. Or Or awake. walking. <laughs> And I remember one story where Greenland, where like the Justice League was on trial, and but Superman had to go save the universe or something, whatever Superman does. So Hal Jordan used his ring to make an image of Superman, but then the, like the ring, the charge wore off and the Superman image disappeared. Oh. Um. So yeah, I don't know the mechanics of all of that. I mean, I guess for a few minutes, probably the cage is fine. Okay, so he moves on. Yeah. Middle of the panel, panel here. He goes, "You all right, fella?" To the old, to the to the 
the fatso. Guy, fatso. I don't want to say fatso. Well, he is fat and ugly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're my kind of guy, Lantern. More guys like you, this old world would be a better place. Says Fatso. And then Green Lantern says, Ah, there's no need to thank me, people. Just doing my duty. Yep. And then he gets hit in the head with a can of beans. Can of beans. <laughs> An open can of beans. Yes. And then trash gets thrown on him. Yes. Raining down from the tenement building mm-hmm. in front of them. Just cans and garbage and bottles and stones and rotten food. All kinds of stuff. Um, Green Lantern protects himself and the old man. And then... Goes after the more punks who are throwing garbage. But guess who the leader of the punks is? Oliver. Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. Green Arrow. Um, he tells Green Lantern, why don't you just go chase a mad scientist or something? Because... Why don't you just go chase a mad scientist? <laughs> well, Green Arrow doesn't talk like that, I don't oh, he think. Doesn't? No. Okay. Um, he's probably more of a... He used to be rich, you know, Green yes. Arrow. So he's probably got more of a like a Boston-y mm-hmm. accent. Mm-hmm. Educated Boston. Yeah, of course. Um, you've got no so business here. So basically an offensive being, accent. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A really offensive to the ear. Yeah. yeah. So what's Boston sound like? Kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah, listen here, Mr. <laughs> I don't know. Get I, don't, out of I, here. I don't do Boston accents. I don't either, clearly. I would like to, though. Uh, just watch a lot of Matt Damon um Movies. Now, in order to do that, I'd have to watch a lot of Matt Damon and, right. and um, what's Ben Affleck movies, which I have no interest in whatsoever, except Goodwill Hunting. That's a good movie. Well, Ben Affleck was Batman. You can watch Justice League and. But Ben Affleck doesn't use his his uh, his Boston accent in, in in that. That's about all I can all I can do is do the Boston accent. Yeah. Didn't and you then, do a Boston accent in a play once? I probably had prepared for it, and then Mrs. Gallagher, who I who I grew up with, she used to always say, "Oh, Rob." No one can sing the Ave like you. You, <laughs> the Ave, Bob. Well, that's true. I've heard you sing yeah. it. And, uh... <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> but but according to according to you, her, no one can sing the Ave like you, Rob. Well, you're no Barbara Streisand. But <laughs> you're okay, Streisand. Um. So, uh, yeah, Green Arrow says you've got no business here, Green Lantern. I'm almost tempted to throw a can at you yourself. <laughs> what? This is a stupid dialogue. Go ahead. No, the dialogue is perfectly in keeping with the 1970s. It was revolutionary at the time. Okay. You, <laughs> you can't insult the dialogue of a man that we're here honoring on the week of his death. I'm sorry. I'm thinking things. <sighs> uh, Green Arrow is going to give Green Lantern a guided tour of the tenement neighborhood well i do like the turn this takes now okay so he finds an old grandmother inside look how well she's drawn the punk that green lantern just sent to jail is the grandmother's only support she's 80 years old 80 years old uh mike is the name of the punk he had to drop out of school to get a crummy job job to help support his grandmother um up the stairs they go. More poor people who we find out now are about to be evicted. And because... Do you see, like, the, the, in the in at the, in the staircase, you see the carpet worn away. You see the yep. exposed floors. The, the the kid holds the hand of the other kid, and the kid's in a diaper. Yep. And the mother. I love this 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 um, drawing of the mother with her her holding her head in her hand. Just like the motion of that is very um, it's very well drawn. It's very, it communicates a lot. Yeah. Um. We find out that Fatso was the landlord of this apartment building who he is getting ready to tear it down to make a parking lot. Because he can make more money. And also, he hasn't put any money into this building in years know. and years. Yeah. So, uh, up onto the roof, they go. Green Arrow still lecturing Green Lantern. Getting a pretty heated argument here. Yeah. And now we have one of the most famous three-panel sequences in... All of comics history. Oh, this is great. Uh, an old black man approaches Green Lantern, mm-hmm. says, I've been reading about you, how you work for the blue skins, and how on a planet someplace you helped out the orange skins, and you done considerable for the purple skins, only they're skins you never bothered with, the black skins. I want to know how come. Answer me that, Mr. Green Lantern. And he just says, I can't. He hangs his head in shame. Continued on second page following. Just for a pause. Yep. 
just on this page. Yeah. Strange coloring. I don't know if it's the fact that we're reading a digital copy of this. Green Lantern's gloves are yellow. In yeah. One panel, in one panel, and then both are yellow in another panel. I don't know why, but that wouldn't... That's probably just a coloring error, because this is a scan yeah. of an actual uh, print copy. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That happens from time to time. It's just important to note that he wouldn't be wearing yellow gloves. Is it important? <laughs> not really. Not in this. Not in the in, in this conversation. No. Oh, but that was a trick question. Because well, because he's powerless to yell. At the yes, yellow. that's why I said that. So he couldn't punch himself in the face <laughs> or anybody else. Right. Yes. In the time it takes to draw a single breath, the span of a heartbeat. A man looks into his own soul and his life changes. Would that it were that easy. Okay, maybe I have been a dummy. Mm. Probably there's a stronger word besides dummy. Yeah, you probably would have said asshole. Um, So tell me, how do I help? And then the guy says to him, I'm no advice committee. If you want to, to, to do it bad enough, you'll find a way. And you know, I think you do want to. Yes. And he puts his hand on Green Lantern's shoulder. It's just such a beautifully drawn panel. Mm-hmm. So Hal Jordan goes back to his hotel, charges his ring, and realizes that he's been saying his oath in brightest day and blackest night, nobody shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might be where my power Green Lantern's light. Just, you know, like we say the Lord's Prayer. We just say it, you know. Right. But how often has he made that vow? And until today, he believed that what he was saying. Mm-hmm. But now he's got to put it into action. Yeah. So off he flies to the landlord's penthouse apartment to have a good long talk with him. Mm-hmm. The landlord's name is Jubal Slade. I have to believe that the name Jubal was an intentional choice because of the famous Confederate General Jubal Early. I think he's trying to draw a comparison to the uh, to the south to the south south Confederacy. Yeah. Now that might be a lot of extrapolation on my part, but yeah, I was thinking of Jubal as an well, had I Jubal's liar, but well, yes, Jubal was the father of all harp players in the Bible, as you know. Jubal Early was uh, Jubal Anderson Early was a Virginia lawyer and politician who became a Confederate general. Yep. During the Civil War, trained in the military academy, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Importantly, he was unrepentant after the Civil War about his views of slavery, okay. etc. Well, that makes sense. He would be called yeah. Jubal Slade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Green Lantern has a nice long talk with him, and Jubal says, uh, you're kidding me. I got the law on my side. I can do anything I want with the property. And you expect me to pass up on a profit because a lot of worthless old geeks are going to get rained on. Right. So he calls his get henchman. Your bleeding heart. Calls his henchman in to drag Green Lantern out. First mistake. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern decks him easily. And then a giant floating head appears. Yeah, so does this happen all the time? Are they always watching him? Always. <laughs> I don't know. Presumably, yes. Um, It's one of the guardians of the universe. Of course, they control the Green Lantern Corps from the planet Oa. And uh, they command Green Lantern to report to Oa immediately. Um, Now, what I found interesting Hmm. was that these guardians in this issue are kind of a-characteristically drawn like they're drawn very much in the style of gil kane yes versus how neil adams would later draw them i don't know oh really yeah okay i just didn't know if that was intentional i mean i'm sure it was intentional on his part to mimic the style of gil kane in this period of transition this period um so green lantern reports to oa uh i like how that how how uh Denny described it. A will commanded to the ring, and a time and space twists and coils as limitless distances are compressed into hand breaths. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Oa, of course, is a solitary planet circling a star for which men have no name. 
It's the home of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, he stands before the Grand Council, Hal Jordan, that is, and is uh, reprimanded because he has attacked his brother, Earthling. Green Lantern says, that filth is no brother of mine. And they say, silence! We are prepared to overlook your insubordination once. We shall say no more. You are warned. No, attend us. There is a task you must needs perform. They don't all have the same voice. No, of course not. Um, there's a swarm of meteors heading toward the Titan, the moon of Saturn, and mm-hmm. Green Lantern's ordered to there to divert. Divert it. Why? why? I don't know. Stupid. Um, and right before he leaves, he goes, all right, and I'm sorry. And they say, we have no, <laughs> we have no use for apologies. Dismissed. Um, I'll tell you why, so that we can get this sweet full page spread of Green Lantern diverting the meteors. With away. a, like a, it looks like one of those highlight gloves. Yeah, like a highlight yeah. hoop. Yeah. Um, he won't even work up a sweat doing this. It's no. an easy job. And those meteors were going to destroy Titan. Well, as we know in the future, Titan is home of a super telepathic society, so oh, okay. might be something to prevent disaster in the future. Yeah. Um, he's been ordered to just stay there in space until the Guardians summon him again. Yes, just cool off, you. But he disobeys and heads right back to Earth, where he's needed. Is this bad that he does this? Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Green Arrow's paid a visit to Jubal Slade's luxurious quarters. and oh, tries. Had I Jubal's money. Tries to shake him down for some money. Yeah, so Green Arrow's pretending like he's running a protection racket. Uh-huh. He wants $25,000 and says, meet me at midnight and bring the money mm-hmm. uh, at 909 Gramercy Street. It's an abandoned store. Oh, by the way, I really like this little shading here to make it look like he's in a shadow. I just was reading about that and what that's called. It's like a duotone or something, but it's like a sheet and you rub it on where you want it. Oh, you, really? Yeah. I was reading about it. In that book I talked about last week, they were talking about yes. the... I can't remember what it's called. I'll what do you mean? Like they put, they, they put a, a charcoal over it or something? Or what? No, it's like a sheet of uh, sheet of dots. Okay. And you'd like, you have to like Press it on and then cut out where you want it and then uh-huh. apply it. Wow. I know. Fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. Although this is... This, I why mean, didn't I don't, you go into graphic arts? I mean, you, you started as, a, as an art major. Why did, why well, I was an art major for one semester, yes. Oh, <laughs> one semester isn't really anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just so much work. I didn't want to do that. So you became a, you've got a doctorate in music instead? Shut up. Eventually, that's because that's no work at all. Quiet. Well. <laughs> I guess your work ethic evolved as you got older. Um, okay. Oh, well, agree to disagree. I'm being, <laughs> being very generous, aren't I? Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, later that night, as Star City sleeps on a dark side street, uh, Talk, talk, tick, tack, talk, talk, talk. Really nice tap, color tap. scheme for the whole page. Very, yes, moody colors. Blues and reds and whites. Uh, and these grays. two thugs enter the abandoned store and uh, think they see Green Lantern, so they shoot him full of... Fill him full of lead, Bob. Fill him full of lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how the pistols clearly have silencers attached. Uh-huh. And the, yeah, the Oops. sound effect. Hit my mic. <laughs> Is that what a silencer sounds like? No, they go. Phew, 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 phew. Well, I've never. I was uh, always fascinated with silencers in the movies, I, I in know. television. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When they use silencers. Of course, I've never shot a gun. Oh, I have. Oh, well, I know. Yeah. Did you have a silencer? Oh, God no. You don't put a silencer on a twelve gauge. <laughs> Why not? Or or a tw- you could put a silencer on a twenty two, but not. A, I just, I fought rifles. I, excuse me, I, I fired rifles. I, my stepdad had a forty-five, but yeah. the kickback on that was unbelievable. So I fired it once or twice, and, I, and I, it just really hurt. So I didn't fire it anymore. I'm sorry. That's fine, fine. Some people are really into it. I'm not. Uh, so uh, the Excellent artwork on this next page. I just, I love the artwork of this. I'm so glad. Yeah. 
Uh, the thugs discover that they have shot a dummy, and now here comes Green Arrow to capture them and put them in jail. Yeah, like, what? what is this? Is he... Is the guy uh, upside down on his head on a wall? I mean, what is is, is Green Arrow on the floor? Well, no, the look floor? in the first panel. He's uh-huh. put his bow around his neck. Okay, so I imagine he just flips him with the bow. Yeah, but what's the? Is it the floor? And so Green Arrow is above the. Green Arrow's on the floor, standing on the floor. And so the guy's on a wall. Yeah. Okay, so the guy's hitting a wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just I love that it that it makes. I mean, at least I looked at it and I thought. Whoa, whoa. What are, we, what are we looking at here? There's so many cool different perspectives and, and action and, and what, what, where are we in this? Lots of I'm cool. I'm not describing that very. Which well. just lots of interesting angles. Really, very interesting angles. Um, so Green Arrow easily mops up the crooks. You didn't even mention the fact that he shot an arrow into the gun to stop it from firing. Like, oh yeah, well, the guy's just, got a silencer. I mean, that's just like typical Green Arrow. Is it stuff. really? Oh yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, so Green Arrow, it turns out, had planted a tape recorder to record the attempted murder, but a stray bullet got it. So all of his tape is ruined. Remember, um, cassettes? When, did you ever get a cassette and the tape would come loose out of it? Sure. And you have to wind it back up with a pencil? I think one of our listeners, uh, well, maybe both of our listeners (laughs) had cassette tapes too. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, now, the worst was when if your tape would get twisted. Uh huh. Because I had a special set of uh, tiny. S- no. Well, yes, <laughs> among other things. Uh, no, a tiny little set of like eyeglass screwdrivers. Uh huh. Because you could take the whole tape apart yeah. and untwist the tape and rewind it. Yeah, that never happened to me. It happened literally like once a week to me. Oh, wow. wow. What was one of your favorite cassettes? Oh, gosh. Well, I loved cast singles. You had a lot of cassettes when I first met you. Mm-hmm. You had uh, like a, a case. With them. Yes. Um, I loved Clannad McCalla. Clannad McCalla. Are you making fun of me now? No. Are you kidding? You opened my eyes to so much wonderful music. I just... Including Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Um... I don't know if I could say I had a favorite cassette, but I did like cast singles. Okay. Because you could find your favorite song and just play it over and oh, over right. and over I and had, over. I actually had two cassettes that I just wore out. One of them was Genesis, um, the song that had Invisible Touch on it. I don't know if it was the, if the name of the album was Invisible Touch, but the Genesis album with obviously Phil Collins and... Um, and then uh, George Michael's album, Listen Without Prejudice. Yeah. I wore that shit out. I love that album so much. Yeah. Um, I did like, oh, uh, 10,000 Maniacs in My Tribe. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I wore that one out. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. We used to drive around in your Honda Prelude and play Yes. Oh, my God. Remember mixtapes? Yes. Gosh, those were the days. Those were the days. We didn't oh. have phones then. You know, so we had a lot more spare time. We did things like made mixtapes for our friends. Right. And for people we cared about. Um, I did now. <laughs> Before I realized that the audience would not be accepting of a big fat gay person, I fancied that I would be someday the male equivalent of Sandy Patty. <laughs> famous gospel singer. I could see that. You loved Sandy Patty. You knew I would, all of her... Out- Wait, I would belt out some Sandy Patty in that car. Oh my God. Trust me. And you do it really, really well. Well. Oh, you do. When we go on road trips, we still sing Sandy Patty songs. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, the audience has evolved now. Maybe we can give it another shot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think we're a little long in the tooth to be doing Sandy Patty? Well, I don't know. The folks at the Presbyterian Church did love our duet that we did for virtual church. They sure did, you know? The time might be right yeah. for us to shine. For us to shine. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Give me a second. What? <laughs> <sighs> Morning.
Okay. Fingers of sunlight poke into a neighborhood that can never really be brightened. Morning and gloom. So the jig is up. Uh, they have no hope of uh, catching this guy. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, Green Lantern says. <laughs> Wait! You mean Slade doesn't know that his hoods are in jail yet? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. And he's not exactly loyal to his employees anyway, so he probably doesn't even care, even if he does know. Right. Uh, Next panel, Green Lantern is forming a couch with his ring, and Green Arrow and another gentleman in a suit are flying atop the city. The gentleman in the suit looks like he's going to vomit off the edge of the sofa. Well, wouldn't you if you were flying over the city in a couch? With no seat belts or no restraints or anything. Come on, Green Lantern. He's a pretty smart guy. I'm sure he's got it all figured out. And Green Arrow's just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> he really is. He's got I his know. legs crossed just enjoying the ride. do 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 In they go to Slade's office. And he says, you idiot. I he, told you never to come here. Right, it's a henchman. In. Yeah, henchman walked in. Uh, we got hassled by the fuzz, boss. We had to stay out of sight. So GL. Okay, go ahead. We'll go yeah, ahead. what? No, not yet. It's not oh, okay. question. Um, yeah, so this henchman walks in and says, uh, you know, we had to stay out of sight. We got hassled by the cops. And Slade launches into a questioning, did you hit him? Green Arrow, did you finish him? I paid you to kill him, remember? Right. Oh, did you? Beep, 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 beep. How it's interesting. Green Lantern in disguise. Yeah, so Green Lantern can disguise his personage and, and make colorful clothing that's not green. Well, yeah. So that's like I told you when he made the image of Superman. It was like normal I, I just, colored. When you said that, I tucked it away for this moment. Now, you don't see it very often. Okay. Because I don't remember seeing anything like that before. I mean, I always think of Green Lantern as, as doing anything, creating, manipulating energy in any way that his mind can fashion, can, can imagine. Right. With the ring being the, way, the channel that that happens. But I didn't know that he could do other colors and, and things like, you know, he could create a, you know... A, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. the guy's dressed in red. He's got a whole suit. Yeah. Zoot suit. Um, and also, if you notice, when he first visited Slade's apartment, he just was phasing through the wall. Yeah. that's He can also do stuff like that. So but again, it's the, not seen very often. Look at the way that Jubal Slade is standing. He's like... <laughs> like, like a drag uh, queen. Or like the President of the United States. Green Lantern! <laughs> it's all, you can't, we're in the, the, through the... In this medium of radio, we cannot actually show you what I'm doing, but I'm. I'm it's it's a very affected pose. Yeah, it's like that uh, in Star Trek Three when Captain Kirk learns that his son is dead and he kind of stumbles backwards and then collapses. It's yes. the stumble backward. That's yeah. what this pose is. Yeah, it's um, the drag queen shock. The <laughs> the what? I don't know. He just looks like a, he looks like an old drag queen right there. Um. So the guy that was riding on the couch apparently is the district attorney, yeah, Jeremy Tyne. Jeremy Tyne, um, who's got an arrest warrant. They're ready to go because he's heard everything. T i n e. That's what I said. I heard time. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah, it's fine. They're just you know, as you stumbled on in your in your dialogue, I thought, is that T h y m e? Um, luckily, mouth noises. Jubal Slade has a live grenade on his desk, which he which pulls the pin out. One keeps. Was it a paperweight or something? You know, right? No, it was a paperweight. Yeah, it was he a paperweight. literally pulls off a pack, pack of papers. <laughs> um, he pulls the pin. Now, how the, did they get from inside the office? Yeah, where Jubal was. Yeah, to around the corner, because they were all literally standing there in front of him. He says, I'm going, and if anyone tries to stop me, I'm gonna this place is gonna be blown to scraps. I'll die before I lose my freedom. Next panel down. You impressed GL? So they, they all did he pull the pin and they just walked out of the room? Well, they're still indoors, right? Yeah, they, but they they walked around the corner. So, so let's just think about this for a second, Bob. Okay. I come to arrest you. Yeah. You say you're not gonna take me live. You pull a hand grenade, a pin, and you hold it in your hand, and then I walk out the door with my friends 
Oh, I imagine it's Jubal that has moved. Like he's gone and lunged for the grenade and pulled it and like backed up. Well, oh, I hadn't thought of him moving. You can because well, he's so fat. Hmm. Um, that's what just what I imagine happened in my imagination. Um, I like this move the Green Lantern does. It looks like he's just like cocked a gun, but it's just his ring actually. Like, yeah, and he's shooting out a beam of light out of his ring to Makes make a, a giant hand. hand, a giant hand to flick. Like that when you make a paper football, uh-huh. and he just flick, flicks a grenade, grenade out, the window. out the window. And it explodes. What do you know? It I was hope, live. I hope no one was below in the street to receive the <laughs> shrapnel that came from that. Well, a Green Lantern will have thought of that, probably. He also thought of just uh, trapping Jubal Slade in a giant <laughs> mousetrap. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so... The district attorney thanks them. He's been trying to nail this. Uh, oh, I get it. Nail this rat for years. That's why the that's why he's in a mousetrap. Yeah. On behalf of Star City, I thank you, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. The re- the end of the adventure. Not quite, no. because there's an epilogue on the second page following. I'm just going to spend a little bit more time viewing this last panel of Green Lantern. Oh, because it's a. Uh, it's a great, great career view. Yeah. Um, epilogue, a giant floating head of a guardian pops in. Green Lantern of Earth, heed me. Heed my anger. You have been insubordinate. You disobeyed our orders. We command you to rem- we commanded you to remain on station until we decreed your task completed. I'm sorry. That's right, Lantern. Apologize. No, that's Green Arrow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right, Lantern. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Grovel in front of that walking mummy. That's a very good Boston <laughs> Sorry. But I can't do it either. So. Um, you call yourself a hero? You don't even qualify as a man. You're no more than a puppet. And the Guardians pull your strings. That's Green Arrow's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, forget about chasing around the galaxy. And remember America. It's a good country. Beautiful, fertile, and terribly sick. Well, it's, uh, it's yeah true enough. Fifty years later, yeah. um, we have a reference to Martin Luther King's mm-hmm. assassination, to Robert Kennedy's assassination. Because this was drawn in nineteen seven. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, there's a hideous moral cancer rotting our very souls, yeah. and you sitting on your mud ball, preening like a smug tomcat. He's talking to the guardians yeah. now. How dare you presume to meddle in the affairs of humanity when human beings are no more than statistics to you and your crew? How would you advise us? Well, now I just have one small problem here. What? Green Lantern is the Green Lantern of an entire space sector. So not just Earth? Not just Earth. So he's uh, tasked with protecting all of the civilized planets. And uncivilized, because he had to rescue the Titan, moon of Saturn. Uh, so yeah, that's the only slight problem I have with this whole setup because he's going to be confined to Earth. Um, the guardians of the universe uh, convene f- and argue and debate for a week, mm-hmm. and they finally decide to send one of the guardians to Earth to travel around America with Green Lantern and Green Arrow. So he shows up dressed in a blue suit, and that's where we see, oh, Green Lantern with his suitcase <laughs> overflowing with clown dolls. Dolls. And it's not even a suitcase. It's a briefcase. It's a briefcase with clown dolls. Can you imagine walking into a meeting? Good morning, Mr. Smith. I'd like you to show our new line of toy clown dolls. <laughs> click, click, click. So, do you remember there was a toy store in Daytona Beach? Mm, go on. <sighs> right on Main Street, right on the Riverside Drive there. Um, yes. Do you remember going into that toy store? It was two stories. E- barely. I just remember it was a really cool place, and I wish we could go there right now. Did they have clown dolls? No, but they had just all sorts of toys and... Games and figurines and all sorts of really cool things. Um, that reminds me, we're cleaning out our closet of useless junk later, right? Right. Okay. Right after this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we had 
going to the toy store right now, we'd buy a bunch of useless junk. Oh, I just got a text from one of our listeners. Yes. Yeah. Um, so off they hop into a dilapidated old uh, pickup truck. A pickup truck? Is that what it is? It's an old-timey farm pickup truck. I like this look for all of them. Three set out to... Oh, yeah, he's got that black turtleneck mm-hmm. on. Uh-huh. Uh, three set out together, moving through cities and villages in the majesty of the wilderness, searching for a special kind of truth. Oh, it is a pickup truck. Now I see. Searching mm-hmm. for themselves. Yes. And that's it. That's it. Now, this story continues, and I can show you that at another time. Okay. Um, they do uh, then occasionally get joined by Black Canary, who, of course, is dating Green Arrow at this time, and she's one of my very favorite characters. Yes, so, she is. Um, yeah, it's a, it was a good time to be reading comics. Mm. And this story, this sequence of stories, have been reprinted numerous times. Yes, you told me you've read this sequence of stories before. Yes. Several times. Because they're great. Yeah. Is why. What do you think? Dennis O'Neill. Yes. Denny O'Neill, sorry. Yes. Um, excellent writing. Yes. Um, I am. I tell you what, if you had started this entire series that we had done with this era of comics uh-huh. in this time period, which would, which was uh, printed a year before I was born, uh-huh. I would have been totally on board right away. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I have, real, I have very much enjoyed our journey through the GoGo Check uh, the, the the checkered the Google check masthead right 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 uh, um, comics but this is um this is some excellent writing and excellent drawing well I should show you some of the Batman next <sighs> well you made a face that's Batman well yes but it's the same writer and artist team oh okay All right. what do you think of that well I think I need to be I need to to shut my pie hole and redo some reading. So say we all. <laughs> you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcast downloads from. And if you were really looking forward to Jimmy Olsen, why he'll be coming up next week. We will return to that. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Bye! Bye! Bye.